Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. When I see government officials, be it the president or members of Congress, that does something spiritually wrong, they're endorsing darkness rather than light. And it makes sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it makes me so angry that I'll get out there and I'll let them have it with both barrels. Spiritually speaking, amen. I will not hold back when the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and tells me what to do. And some of you say, that's racist. Or, you know, I've, I've been accused of that. Oh, you're saying that just because the president's black. Hello? He's the president. He's the leader of this nation. If we endorse someone who upholds evil rather than good, who upholds and promotes immorality rather than morality then this nation is condemned because of him. He is the elected leader of the people. The majority of the people of this land endorsed him. Therefore, the majority of the people of this land are condemned with him. And if the majority of the people of this land are condemned, that means the majority of everything that goes on in this nation is condemned as well. And this nation is condemned. Let me make no mistake about that and what I'm saying. The United States of America is a condemned nation. <gasps> Brother Bob, you shouldn't say that about our country. I mean, this is a great land. This is America. Yes, it is. Or I should say, yes, it was. The land of the free and the home of the brave? Not anymore. Not anymore. We are no longer a world superpower. This president has single-handedly knocked this nation off of the pedestal. There is no other leader, leading nation in this world right now. Russia's moving its head. China's making their inroads. Iran is trying to rise up, and America is sticking its head in the sand. All under the leadership of an immoral president. At any rate, 
sometimes I get off on a tangent like that, and people, you know, will write posts on there condemning it. But guess what? I really don't care what you think about me or what I preach. I'm standing on the Word of God, and I'll back it all up with Scripture. Amen? At any rate, here is an example of Jesus being angry with the authorities of his day, grieved with the hardness of their hearts. Amen. I relate to that. And then he commanded the man, stretch forth your hand. And as the man stretched forth his hand, it uncurled and was normal just like the other one. And the Pharisees left, and they went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians, conspiring with them how they could destroy Jesus. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea. And a great multitude, multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and beyond Jordan and Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude. When they heard what great things he had done, they came to him. And he spoke to his disciples that a small ship would wait on him because of the multitude. So there's the ship. He told his disciples, go get me a ship so I can stand in it so they're not pressing upon us and, and they come down the water. I can minister them from the ship. And he healed many. Insomuch they continued to press upon him just to touch him. And many of them had plagues. Unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him, cried out, You're the Son of God! And he's charged them they should not make him known. And he went up into a mountain, called to him who he wanted, and they came to him, and he ordained twelve. I want to focus on that. He ordained twelve. Remember, there is more than seventy disciples. Amen. That's a pretty good church, even in today. You know, you go into a lot of churches in America, there might be 10 people, 15 people, if that. Jesus, without a building, had at least 70 disciples, if not more. We know there was a lot of people that followed him. Amen. And here he separated 12, that they should be his inner circle. He ordained them. Ordained simply means to set apart and to anoint. And here, he, he ordained them that he could send them forth to preach. That word preach means to declare, be a declarer, like a herald. And to have power. He was giving these disciples his power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. And then it goes on down through their names. Amen. We'll skip over the part about, uh, you know, if Satan's divided against Satan a lot, but he's teaching. He's ministering. He's showing his disciples how the kingdom of God works. Amen. He continues to do so and telling them about, you know, the sower sows the word. And some, the birds ate, and some fell on the rocks, some fell on thorns, and but some yields fruit, right? He's ministering this. He's showing them how the kingdom of God works. Amen. And over in verse 33, such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. Without a parable, he did not speak to them. We're in chapter 4, verse 34. 
When they were alone, he would expound all things to his disciples so they could understand what it was he was teaching. Now understand, he is teaching his disciples how the kingdom of God works. That's important to remember. Now evening was come. He said, okay, let's go over to the other side. We want to go over to the other side. And when they sent the multitude away, okay, folks, sermon's done today, teaching is done, healing is over, we're done here, we're getting ready to leave, Elvis has left the building, y'all can go home now. They took him even as he was. What does that mean, even as he was? He was exhausted. He was wore out. He was physically drained. They took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. That's where I wanted to get to today. Glory to God. It took me 45 minutes. But I finally got us to the scripture I want to share with you this day. There was with him other little ships. Amen. Verse 37, there arose a great storm of wind. Waves beat into the ship. It was now full. Jesus was asleep in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. As we just said, the waves are beating the ship. The ship is now filled up with water. It's getting ready to go under. It's raining so hard. The wind's blowing so hard. The disciples can't keep up with bailing it out. Jesus is still asleep. He was that physically exhausted. He was in such a deep sleep. He didn't even recognize the trouble they were in. Why? He didn't have a care in the world. Amen. He told the disciples, let's go to the other side. Figuring after all that they had seen him teach on, heard him teach on, how he explained the teachings of how the kingdom of heaven worked. He said, all right, boys, let's go to the other side. And he went and took a nap. And they come and woke him up, saying, Master, don't you care we're going to die? Don't you care we're going to die? No, Jesus didn't care. He didn't have a care. He had told them to go to the other side. Why are you waking me up? And he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace! Be still! And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he turned to the disciples. Hmm. Sometimes when I preach this, I do it in a rebuking tone. Such as, Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? And sometimes I'll minister in a personal level. Like, why is it you're so full of fear? How is it? How can it be you don't have any faith at all? So you can take it either way you want. But then the disciples said they feared exceedingly. They are full of fear now. And they said one other, what kind of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? 
See, some of them are really filled with fear. Like, wow, this guy is something else. This guy here, I mean, he's got some power. Even the wind of the sea, obey, and the, they're full of fear. That's what it says. Amen. But let's go back. You know, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 1 says they came over to the other side of the sea. All right. We're not going there. Go back to, and there were other little ships with him. Do you think the storm on the sea affected the other little ships that were with him? The word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mark was not with the disciples when this took place. This has been handed down to Mark by the disciples. Mark when he was with the Apostle Paul, it's believed that the book of Mark, well, one, is a compilation because it says that, that elsewhere in Scripture, I can't remember right now, but Mark was with Paul and it's believed that one of the times Paul was in prison in Jerusalem, that Mark, you know, he's ministering to the needs of Paul and taking care of him. And he's staying with the disciples. And he is asking them questions about what was Jesus like? Tell me some of the things he did. You know, I, I was too young. I don't remember uh, you know, what Jesus was like or anything like that. But can you tell me what he did? You know, some of the things that he did. So he is receiving this information firsthand from the disciples, and he's right now. Now, the Holy Spirit led the disciples to tell Mark to write down these stories, these parables, these events that happened in Jesus' life. Why do you think that one sentence mattered to the Holy Spirit to include it in the canon of the written word of God on the life of Jesus? Chapter 4. Mark 4, verse 36. And there were also with him other little ships. Why was that important? Why does the Holy Spirit want us to focus on this today? Because they were still with Jesus. He was in the other boat. It may have been a half mile between them. You know, other little ships back in that day, they may have traveled, you know, a hundred yards apart. It didn't say, and there was also another little ship with him. It says there were other little ships, plural. It doesn't say two, three, five, seven. It doesn't, it doesn't say. All we know is it was more than one. And it was traveling with them. It was probably the boats carrying the other 70 disciples. Amen. But now look at this. If you had 12 disciples in one ship plus Jesus, that's 13. Amen. And let's say you also have the captain of the ship. That's 14. Maybe the first mate. There's 15. 15 people in this little boat. And Jesus had at least 70 disciples. That means there had been at least four or five other little ships traveling in a group going across this lake. 
And the storm came down on the lake. And if the boat Jesus was in, do you think that's the only boat Satan's trying to wipe out? No. He's trying to wipe out the whole group. Every single boat there was in trouble. And Jesus is still asleep. Everybody that was with Jesus, Satan's trying to destroy. Every single one of them. The other boats were in trouble just like the boat Jesus was in. And when Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and commanded the sea to be calm, be still, and calm came upon the sea, do you think the other little ships were still going through a storm? And it was only that little area around Jesus' boat that calmed out. No. The other little ships were blessed just like the boat Jesus was in. Amen. Every single ship that was with Jesus experienced the same miraculous deliverance. And the point I want to make from all of this that we've talked about this day, as long as you're with Jesus, he will protect you. Amen. If you have Jesus and you are serving him, what... Even the owner of the ship was saved that day. It doesn't say he was a believer. Because up here it said he told his disciples, go get us a ship. Go get me a little boat that I can minister to people from. And he sent that group ahead to go get the boat. They may have gone on, hey, Jesus is coming. He's going to be teaching some people today uh, on this hillside. We want to use your boat. It doesn't say how many people they had to go say, nah, I don't want him coming to my boat. I, I just got done cleaning my nets and got everything set up. I'm going home to eat dinner or breakfast or whatever. I don't have time. No, no. It doesn't say how many people he the, the disciples approached trying to get a boat for Jesus. But they finally came along someone and said, yeah, okay, no problem. And Jesus came. Everybody's coming down there with him. Jesus gets in the boat, teaches them all day long, sends the group away, and then tells the owner of the boat, we need to go to the other side. Or he tells his disciples, we need to go to the other side. And they tell the ship guy, the owner of the boat, hey, take us to the other side. He's like, okay, you paying for it. And off they go. Doesn't say that the owner of the boat was a believer. I bet he was by the time he got to the other side. The other disciples see Jesus getting ready to go, so now they're ready to, you know, hey, we need a boat too. And at least five other boats had to go with Jesus, if you count 15 people or so on each boat. And all of them, the devil's trying to kill out in the middle of the lake. Jesus gets up at the request of his disciples in one boat, the boat he's in, and he rebukes the wind and rebukes the sea and commands it to calm down, and there was an immediate calm. Do you think it only affected the boat Jesus was in? No, that whole lake, you could probably look at it like a mirror glass image across that lake. That's how calm it got. 
And that affected all the other boats as well. Amen. If you are partners with a ministry who is doing what Jesus tells them to do, and you partner with that ministry, yes, troubling times will come. But you're with Jesus. Even if you are not called, remember I told you the three types of people? Those that go, those that help those that go, and those that pay and send those that go. Those are the only three type of people. Well, the fourth one is one who doesn't do anything. You're on your own. But if you're one of the first three and you're with Jesus, amen, every blessing that comes upon the person that goes, every spiritual blessing they experience because of the work they do, you are also part of. We covered this in teaching before. I'm not going into it again. You, as a partner with a ministry who is doing the work of God, doing what Jesus told them to do, when troubling times come and Jesus stands up and commands peace to be upon those who are doing his work, you are also included in that group. Amen. Because you are with Jesus. Amen. It does not say that the other little ships and the people that were in them were just out there for a good time going on a cruise. They were there because they seen Jesus going and they wanted to be part of his ministry and sit under his authority and his teaching. They may not have been part of the inner group of 12 that he had set aside and ordained, but they were still wanting to be with him and under his authority. So when Jesus went, you know, got in a boat to go to the other side, they went and got boats to go with him. They made the effort to stay connected. And when storms came, the group that was with Jesus, even though they had no faith according to the Lord, they got blessed when Jesus said, I'll take care of this. The boats that were with him, the other little ships, there may have been some disciples in there that had the faith to go to the other side. It does not say. But when Jesus saved the group that he had been with and had given the word to go, when he told them to go, he gave them the authority to go. The other little ships linked up with this group that was going. And when trouble came, Jesus said, Peace be still. Everybody got the blessing. Everybody that was with Jesus, that was with the group that was going 
to the other side, fulfilling what Jesus commanded them to do. Everybody that linked up with them received the blessing of the Lord as well. Glory to God. Amen. You have the spiritual authority to link up with ministries that are doing the work God has commanded them to do. The work the Lord has commanded them to do. As long as they are doing what Jesus said to do. These disciples were making every effort to get to the other side of the lake. They were trying to do it on their own. Much like people do today. They know this is where God wants them to go. They know this is what Jesus has commanded them to do. And they are doing everything in the natural to do it. But Jesus had already taught them all day long. It's not the natural, boys. You have an anointing upon you to fulfill it. All you got to do is stand up and say, Wind, cease. Seize. Be calm. They had, Jesus would not have rebuked them if they did not have the authority to do the exact same thing. And if you're hooked up with a ministry who is doing the exact thing Jesus told them to do, you will also receive the blessing. Peter walked on the water. Amen. The only disciple, the only other person in human history who walked on the water. That means Peter also had the same authority to stand up in the front of that ship and say, Jesus said we're going to the other side. Wind, I command you to stop blowing. Seas, be calm. Keep rowing, boys. We're going to the other side. Peter had that authority. Every disciple had that authority. And the other little ships that were hooked up by faith to Jesus in that boat had the authority to go as well. Amen. You may not be called to go to China. You may not be called to go to Africa. You may not be called to preach the gospel on television or on radio or on the internet. But you can hook up with a ministry that is. Amen. But you first have to hook up and believe in Jesus. You, you, you have to hook up with Jesus. Amen. And then follow the group he's ordained to do what he tells them to do. Don't lift them up on some pedestal. Hook up with Jesus. He'll show you who to hook up with. He showed these other people in these other little ships who to hook up with. They wanted to stay connected to Jesus. Even though the captain of the ships they were in was not a disciple. He wasn't one of the anointed twelve. Jesus didn't say, okay boys, let's split everybody up. Everybody in one of the boats. You're my authority in that boat. No, he didn't go through that. These people hooked up with that boat by faith. 
That's where Jesus is. That's where he's going. We're going the same way. That's all you got to do. But first, you have to hook up with Jesus. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, this is your day to do so. We don't know if we'll be back next weekend or not. The end could come that soon. It comes unannounced. You don't know when, but you know it's coming. The season is here. If you've never received Jesus as your Savior, this is your day and hour. Just repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, oh Lord, thank you for your word. And your word says, if I trust in you, I will have forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. Lord Jesus, I plead your blood over my life. Wash away my sin. I believe you died in my place and that the Father, God Almighty, honored your death and raised you from the dead. Father, in Jesus' name, I plead the blood over my entire life and I now have righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus in your eyes. Come into my heart, Lord. Create in me a new heart, a new man, one righteous in the eyes of the Father that I may live for you as you live in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's FTFM.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.